You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. I took a little week off. Got to get back to my patrons out there. They might have thought I disappeared. Well, here we are. Well, some of them saw me at the store. Well, yeah, you're busy over there. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're just every week just firing 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 man yep chandler's not here today yeah he's uh he's oh, plugging he's, away on the ads he's hard at the black friday ad Ooh. Mm-hmm. which i don't know this will probably come out you'll probably everybody listen will probably have that already no will this come out hayden right before uh it'll be this upcoming monday okay so, so yeah be looking forward to that Get you some deals. That'll be we'll be a couple days away or whatever. I think it's released on like Thanksgiving, but it'll be online and in store. Everybody gets a deal. You get a deal, and you get a deal, and you get a deal. As Patrick says, um, the whole store, the whole store's on sale. Yeah, I was walking around this last week because we were prepping for um, so opening Missouri rifle took place over the weekend sure did and so i didn't come in last week because it was all hands on deck to get everything ready for um opening weekend and which was a success as far as i could tell um and got to see a lot of people come in that usually i see around this time some people from out of state that usually pop in and man it was so cool and as i always say i always talk about uh the centile yeah and how I love it. And like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like a cork that I have, which I have plenty. Um, and so I just like planted myself in that aisle. And just like the smell and you're just like all excited. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for the weekend to get here. Get, get, get the juices flowing, Hayden. But this this year, so you had a tag that you notched. I did have a tag that I notched. Before rifle season opened. Yeah, I got it done like. One week prior, so it would have been um, about so a week see, and a we half We opened ago. up Saturday, and I arrowed a buck on the Sunday prior, so whatever that is. About a week and a half ago. All right, now. <laughs> All right, Patrick, <laughs> um, give us a lowdown so Let me on give you thing. a little bit of that story. So actually, uh, so this deer meant a lot to me. Um, so kind of a backstory to set up the uh, story is 10 14 of 2020 which um anybody that works at roger sporting goods and then a lot of uh customers that are uh longtime friends of the store will know this person but uh that was the day that we lost our good friend rodney fogelson who was the archery manager um and he'd been there for a long time too so um so that was a tough season for everybody going in like right into prime bow hunting and yeah and you know the hunting season and you know we lost a good friend and uh, and a great guy so uh, a lot of people knew who he was um, and a good friend so every fall like he would always come down you know he was all hopped up and and he'd be doing soil testing and different things and talking to me about uh you know, deer that he'd seen or, you know, everybody shares that info, right? You just get excited. So, um, 
so I had, when I went out that season, so that was four seasons ago, three years ago, but four hunting seasons. Um, I took one of my arrows, wrote his name on it, and then the day that he passed away. So, um, And I have hunted with that arrow, bow hunting, ever since. Every time I go out, that's the arrow that I put in to use. And I'm not super picky, you know, but, um, I mean, I've shot plenty of deer, so, you know, I'm not super picky, but my, for me, you know, if it gets me excited, like when I see it and I'm like, just, you get the, you get a feeling when a deer walks by, like, um, if you want to take it or not. So, and I'm sitting up at like the back of our property a little bit. It's a, to kind of sit up where I'm hunting, but I'm hunting in a timber plot where I took this deer sits way up on a bluff on a hillside. It's like the, the highest elevation of the property that we hunt on. And it's like a corridor for all these deer to funnel through. Um, probably cause they can see everything since they're up top, you know, walking that shelf up there. So I'm at the very back of the property hunting up there. The wife, Sonia, uh, a lot of people know her. So she's hunting another part of the farm. And then, uh, my brother-in-law was out there as well. Um, so like early on in the evening, like, so the time change had already happened, Yep. Um, which I was joking. So we're in a group text and I text Sonia, I hope the deer realize the time change. So they start moving earlier, you know, cause right. It's, it's like not that, how it works. I Patrick. <laughs> cause that last hour, like I always say is the magic hour. Yeah. Um, and so, but like it. 334 like a small buck came in from my left like way down in this bottom and he's walking up to me and uh i'm like oh that's cool and and i was calm because i knew it wasn't a one i was going to take so i'm like wanting to get pictures and film a little bit on my phone and he gets to like 50 yards and stops and i'm like oh he must be nervous or something no he was tired and so he just laid down and bedded behind a tree for maybe 20 30 minutes and then, uh, which is awesome. I'm like, oh, I got a live decoy. So it's perfect. Yeah. And so then he gets up and leaves and like, we're getting to five and in the timber, like then it was like right around five thirty. basically you couldn't see anymore, especially in timber. It gets just dark earlier. So, you know, you're basically five to 10 minutes earlier than if you're hunting a field, you can't see. So I'm sitting there and I rattle, you know, I like to rattle for sure and i'll rattle um once every 45 minutes and i'll either do 30 seconds sometimes i'll do a minute or two just depends sometimes i get real loud sometimes i'll do soft rattling um with a few grunts and stuff so i do one of my rattling sequences about two minutes go by i look down the same area that little buck came from and i see a deer walk and i pull up my binos and i'm like definitely a shooter but he was heading um, kind of crossing my face and he was going to go to the neighbor's property where the timber connects up on this bluff. So I'm, I let out two deep grunts and immediately stops and it's perfect when they do it right. Uh, the excitement of knowing they came in because of your call. Mm-hmm. Um, like working mallards. Yeah. When you get them to finish, cause you know, or when they, maybe they they're flying away and then they turn. You turn them because of your calling. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. It's so cool. Or calling in a gobbler. It's like commanding wildlife. Or, That's yeah. why it's cool. Or calling in an elk and getting that bowl 
you know, within archery range. So a couple grunts, he turns, and I can't see down the bottom of this steep cliff that he's got to come up. I'm like, he's, he's going to show up somewhere. So I stand up. I'm left-handed, so I have to turn and face the tree. A little smaller platform, but I was comfortable with it. And sure enough, he appears right there just out of the trees, and he stops at 10 yards, and I don't know why, but they always want to – they just know something's up. Um, and he's just staring at me for like 30 seconds. I'm like, please just put your head down and Do you have your move on. Yet? Nope, not yet. Hmm. And as soon as he turns his head and goes to turn to walk away, um, I draw back, which was perfect. And it didn't take long to settle in on him. Um, and it was basically instantaneous. And he was kind of quartering away. So shot a little farther back, kind of focused on where the arrow would end up opposite side and ended up the broadhead was just sticking out his opposite shoulder so you know i got it all and then he he ran maybe 50 yards and stood there and piled up so and i was just like elated and then i'm like i gotta find that arrow oh yeah so i finally got to shoot the arrow that i had saved um in did, memory of rodney all the way through so not all the way through so a little bit of it broke off. The broadhead, you know, like most of the arrow, three quarters of it, a little bit broke off, and then the broadhead was stuck in the opposite shoulder. Um, so I was able to find the arrow um, so I can keep that, probably make sure it stays bloody. There you you know, I don't want to clean it up. You can see the name on it still and in the day he passed away, and I'll get a Euro mount, you know, and put it on there. So I was like, Super cool. And then the hard work started. Because yes. I was way back at the end of the property down in this valley. And I'm fluffy and out of shape. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm calling everybody. You know, luckily, Sonia was there. And my brother-in-law, Chris. And then my father-in-law, Tim. And they all showed up. And I'm like every 10 steps. I'm hunched over a log or the fence. Just, uh, uh. So, shout out to Chris. He did a lot of the work. And uh, Sonia was carrying my backpack so I could help pull when I could. Um, and Tim was there, and he helped me when we were, you know, getting it gutted out and stuff. And, man, it was just, like, the perfect. And it happens so quick. Always does. It always seems like it happens quick. It never happens when you want it to happen. Like, the deer never shows up in the direction you're looking when you're looking that way. Yep, you just turn or your like head and check there. the text, or I take a drink, or I've got my binos up. I'm looking over here, and as soon as you turn your head, there's like a deer standing there looking at you. You know, you just never know. So, um, but that deer read the script, and uh, so it was awesome. It meant a lot to me. Um, so it was super cool, and uh, so that was exciting. Um, but we've seen some deer. It's been you know. A good season so far one just getting out there again it's kind of been abnormally warm this year yes. for missouri it's um, been very warm which i've had it warmer than this before um i've had it where you got to hunt in a t-shirt you know before and very rarely have i ever had a you know like a snow on the ground i think i remember once a dusting in the last 10 years where i've had a had dusting on there that's always fun because it's easier to track a blood trail yeah it is yeah so that makes it uh um easier but you know good weather for just getting out there 
or like a new hunter yeah where you like just want to get them into the field you know it's not brutally cold that it's helps out ni- a lot nice for them um so that was successful and uh and you actually get two stories today because not only was i successful um josh had some success this opening weekend um like you just came into the store you know you were talking about going and we got y'all set up and got a few things and you were hunting with the family um so which was cool we were watching the video earlier and it's always exciting to see like people's reactions and who knows what i look like on film with i'm probably yeah. making all sorts of weird faces so you probably but are you do that on a regular basis i do that normally so um if anybody's ever seen the podcast and they're watching it <laughs> and all the like, thumbnails that Aiden makes. Like, yeah mm, pat's goofy um so yeah let's talk about that now like uh what what that was like and uh you know how your setup was and all that stuff so well it wasn't as straightforward as i hoped it would have been yeah so I had blinds set out about a week and a half prior to season opening. So I wanted I wanted to get the blinds out there. We're hunting out of the Rogers Working Man mm. blinds. Yeah. Um, so I set those out a week and about a week and a half, two weeks before season opened because I wanted them to kind of get used to the blinds being there. Sure. Which is what you want to do, right, Patrick? Yeah. Get it out there and. You know, you take a chance, might get tore up, a big old storm comes through, but I'd rather leave it out there and let it. Yeah, I, I put all the stakes in the corners and use the strings on the hubs. And Yeah, sure. Yeah, they didn't do you do budge. Any, did you do any brushing in? Sometimes people do. Um, I tried, but there wasn't much to use. Yeah. So it was like, here's a stick. <laughs> and we yeah, put it just like, a little just, bit. Just like something. Yeah, sometimes I'll just, you know, I've had some where you do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others where you just do a little bit just to break it up enough to, yeah. Well, where I put these blinds up, man, like one was in the middle of a waterway and oh, yeah. in between two bean fields. So that, okay. that one didn't have any brush on it, That's but all right. the other one, we looked around, grabbed a couple of sticks, what we could find. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a saw or anything. So we were just and it kinda, helped too. Cause you put it out earlier. Yeah. So even without it being totally brushed in, um, it's like a redneck. You're not brushing those in. Out in the middle of the field. So the deer get more acclimated to seeing it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure they saw it before you got out there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's tracks right in front of it. Sure. So we get up and we go Saturday morning, opening morning. Mm -hmm. I'm taking my father-in-law out and my wife. I don't have a tag. Okay. I just bought one today. I'm going tomorrow. Going to get after it. (laughs) But uh, so I drop off my father-in-law. We spray him down with scent eliminator and then nose jammer and yep. sent him on his way uh-huh he walks down he was in a different spot yeah okay and then i drive up and we park i get my wife all ready and mm-hmm. all right pack the bags grab all the camera gear chairs the gun yep spray down walk in we're sitting there and so we were positioned kind of like at the top of a hill this this field was kind of sloped down from uh east to west yeah we're set up on the east side and then there's this corner where these deer cross through i had a trail camera out there and uh we had a mineral site there too we sat out there until about 9 30 okay there was a there was there was a lot of people hunting in that area so we had people to the south people to the west people to the east like there was a lot of hunters out there sure and hey opening weekend in missouri yeah they're in every field 
So here's the story about what happened to my father-in-law. He sends us a picture of a pickup truck parked like in the way back corner of the neighbor's property. Like they drove through the property mm-hmm. and parked on the fence line where these deer cross. Okay. That he was going to hunt. Gotcha. So I'm like, all right, it's 930. My wife and I didn't see anything. Uh-huh. Not even a squirrel. <laughs> That's not we saw we saw like three hawks flying together and an owl. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, um, he sends us this picture. I don't know if I showed you it, but uh-uh. there's this uh, truck parked on the fence line, like the ones but on their property. On their property, okay. They were hunting out of their truck. Gotcha. Um, Which, if you have it, you can get a permit for. So um, that's if a, they have it. That that was his view from his blind. Not very I conducive. I told Sonya not to pull over there. I know. You should have told her. I but <laughs> uh, I, I saw that, and I'm like, all right, we're, we're out of here. We're going to go find a different spot. Gotcha. We had some other people hunting the family's land. So uh, basically, some of the other spots I would have hit, mm-hmm. other people were hunting. So okay. I had to kind of scramble a little bit to think of, all right, where can we go? Yeah. And so Chandler and I, when we went on the wood duck hunt, Yep. That field down there had a lot of deer sign in it. I was like, this will work. Yeah. So after we pick up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, we run down to that property and we set out our blinds. Then we go eat lunch. Nice. So I was thinking, let's let's slip in, do all this loud noise and stuff mm-hmm. midday. Yeah. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. So we get back out there probably 2 o'clock one one yep, to, one to about, two yeah somewhere in there we're walking out to the blinds and i'm hunting with my wife this is her first time ever hunting anything and she's never hunted out of a ground blind before to know like how to situate your chair to where you have shooting angles from 180 degrees in front of you right and with another person being in the blind that makes things a little bit tricky so i mm-hmm. ended up being in this tiny little corner of the blind with my camera and tripod (laughs) trying to see i was like you know what let's get you a deer if i can get it on film great if i can't so be it uh but we get we i forgot to scrape all the leaves out from underneath the blind when we set them up Mm -hmm. so that was part of it and then there was these little twig things that were blocking the trigger stick from like being able to move really easily okay so she cuts all of those and yeah. we finally like after an hour and a half of sitting in this blind we finally get situated to where we're good yeah it took a long time it was frustrating me because we were being really loud that is a good uh, i've forgotten before to do the sweep sweep out the leaves sitting. where you're gonna be sitting yeah because yeah. it was like, like the morning you go in it's like <laughs> It yeah, was like leaves and noise and well, I was like every time she would like move the trigger stick I was like I told her let's let's practice like a deer's on the left a deer's in front a deer's on the right or a deer's moving from fright front to right and you got to move to make that shot possible mm-hmm. so I, I walked her through that we got a little practice in there and uh, about five o'clock we see a deer she sees the deer she spots the deer it's coming up yeah, over uh, the hill yeah coming up over the hill right in front of us she said that she saw like the head bobbing mm-hmm. like it was feeding like right on top of the hill you couldn't see the body but you could see the head yep. for about five minutes and then it crests the hill stands up broadside on top of the hill I'm like don't shoot that don't take that shot yeah because i'm kind of having to help her a little bit but after that 
the deer starts walking down the hill, following the edge of the field towards us. Sweet. Getting closer and closer as it's coming. Heck yeah. And I'm like, hey, move your gun to this window over here. Because I, I knew where that deer was going to go. Yeah. It was just following down into the very corner of the field, probably going to dip into the tree line. And from the video, it's just walking, basically coming towards you. I yeah. mean, it was like perfect. It, I mean, you couldn't have wrote it up better. Yeah. And so she's watching this deer through the scope, tracking it perfect. I'm on it with the camera. Deer stops. Boom. She shoots it right when I say take him. Done. So, like, she she did the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't really – once the action happened, yep. I didn't have to do anything. So that was really cool uh, to see my wife – go out and yeah first time just just see the deer yeah track the deer shoot the deer yep like that was not everybody can say that they didn't have coaching that whole time you know yeah uh you're gonna get the boot now she's just going out that's like, uh, that was my goal that was my like, goal i wanted to I'm teach out. her how to do it yeah so the next year i can buy a tag and go in a different spot yeah so then we have three blinds hunting instead yeah. of two my father-in-law, uh, that same night, he shot at a deer. He missed. He misjudged the distance. Okay. And uh, so Lauren shot the deer, and first words out of her mouth was, I missed. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was, and keep in mind, I was watching it through this tiny little three-inch screen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't think you missed. Yeah. Because I heard the bullet hit the deer. Yeah. The deer's front shoulder touched the ground. Yeah, it did the chest drop, and its mule kicked, and... Ran off with its tail tucked between its yeah. legs. Like, it was done. Yeah. It made it, like, five yards into the brush. Sure. And piled up. That's awesome. But the fun part was when we found the deer. Yeah. And, uh, she'd never been that close to a deer or yeah. like ever shot anything before. Right. So I think it was a lot of stuff going on with her, but man, it was, it was hilarious getting her to hold the deer and take a picture. She was all nervous and yeah. a little squeamish about it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Right. Like now it's time. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the picture and then I had to figure out how to field dress a deer. Yeah, you figure it out. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. Nah. But, I mean, the last time I had to do that, I was like 16. Okay. 17. It's been a little bit. About 10 years. Yeah. I remember my dad used to do mine all the time, and then one day he wasn't with me. And yeah, I took yeah, one, to do and it. I'm like, I'll figure it out. It might not be pretty, but it'll get me through it. And then yeah. I've always done it since, so. Well, the, the funny thing about the field dressing part is she was talking about how she was going to do it, and she's like, I like gory stuff. Uh-huh. And then once the cutting started, she was not about it. Right. But I also kind of took over and just did it, and she helped me. She held the cavity open while I went in there. Oh, yeah. Got my That makes it a lot easier. Deep. Yeah. I, I, I've had to do them by myself, but when someone's there to help hold the legs and do all that, yeah. that's kind of nice. They like to lay sideways, and they don't like to have... They never lay on their back. Yeah. it's yeah. It can be tricky to do by yourself. Yeah. But I made her drag it from where the deer was to the truck, so maybe yeah. like 15 yards. Hey. And I was like, here, all right. She's getting I, a little bit of all of it, yeah. like the whole experience. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. then we uh, we took it back, hosed it out. But she was happy, like had a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a good first time. Yeah, she was a little yeah. cold in the morning, but yeah. 
afternoon. It was, and you'll figure that out. There's times where I've underdressed. There's times I overdressed this weekend. Because mm. um, it was weird. The, the Sunday morning, it actually was like 38 or 39 up there. But it warmed up so quick. Yeah, it did. So I was in the right clothes for the 38, 39, but it warmed up so quick. Then I had way too much on. And by then, um, where I was hunting, because I was hunting sitting on basically the backside of a pond dam in brush. So no wind. Pine trees overlooking a field. And the sun's blaring right at me. And I was like a stuffed thanksgiving turkey in the oven I believe and it, it was terrible yeah and i'm like at this point i don't want to be out there trying to take my coat off and about that time you know deer had come out so yeah but it i think the cool thing about deer hunting and i think a lot of people like this too is the camaraderie and you see it in a duck blind um i think it's that night before or the weekend of deer camp and like everybody sitting together and just bsing and you know whatever you're having lunch together like out in the field too is cool or you know running back home like the wife made uh breakfast each morning so when we were out you know we'd sit till like 10 or 11 and we didn't have to go very far so we just run back to the house um where her father-in-law lives we'd eat sit around for a few hours and then head back out you know but like just sitting around and what'd you see and you know and there was uh it was fun though like i love it we've got it's kind of different this year obviously next week we've got black friday and thanksgiving and so that's a super busy week and um so i'll probably get one more day for the gun season and then uh for me and then i'll switch back to bow hunting which is fine. Are you ever going to hunt ducks? Yeah. Whenever. I figured you'd want to now that you shot your deer. Yeah. I want to get another one. Okay. We'll make it happen. Now's the time. I've never fulfilled all my tags, though. <laughs> and not counting the turkey. Like, when I, just my full allotment of deer tags. So your, your two deer yeah. tags for archery, then... And one, and one any deer tag for rifle. Yeah. Which... If I, um, so I can take a doe or a buck Sunday. If I don't get anything, I still have another any deer tag for archery that I can use. There you go. And you can only take two bucks total no matter what. Yes. Whether it's one pre-rifle and then one during rifle, or if you can take one before season, and then if you don't get one during rifle, you could take another buck after season. Mm-hmm excuse me so the when we finished up with her deer we hung it and left it overnight mm-hmm. my father-in-law he went out the next morning he got himself a little buck from the same blind oh he hunted out of that one yep same blind same yeah, go down there we're not using it yeah <laughs> well we left the chairs and the trigger stick in there and so it was perfect so yeah he just walked in sat down and he got a buck but i hunted some conservation too one evening this uh opening weekend so that was really cool um, a little bit different just something different to see um, went out with a muzzle loader shout out to anthony from the store he got me all set up with his and he did all the dirty work sighting it in and everything and 
you know, just gave me an opportunity to hunt conservation because um, it's muzzleloader only. So that was cool. It was like hunting in Kansas or Nebraska. It was just like a lot of open brush. You know, it's kind of taller, and you're just kind of seeing, like, the tops of the deer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you can't see them fully. Um, you know, this big field that I was watching surrounded by timber. So that was cool. A lot of glassing. Yeah. You know, just especially in the tall grass. Using the binos the whole time, just making sure I don't miss something. But overall, successful weekend, which by the numbers, it looks like it was pretty successful. So I wanted to go over that a little bit with everybody. Um, if you haven't looked it up, we'll get, you know, give you some deer harvest numbers, um, which we were, we were talking, we all have member our bets. Yep. Um, going, I don't know what, I forgot what we bet. I think I said like 400, somebody gets, like somebody gets lunch or what, like, I don't know what the stakes were. Hayden, do you remember? I do not, but I know that I'll be able to find it after this episode. Well, it's on the podcast, right. whatever, so we can figure it out. But so we have closest to, yes, um, the total harvest numbers, you know. And there was the added early season antlerless. There's a extra week for CWD management zones. They get a whole extra week of rifle or five days. Um, I'm done on Tuesday, but so so far um, opening weekend. So just the Saturday, Sunday, Missouri rifle, um, for those two days, 90,334 total deer harvested, uh, 53,159 were antlered bucks, 7,163 were button bucks, and 30,012 were does. Um, as opposed to last year, um, what you got, bud? It might be in that. Oh, yeah, it could be in that. That's all right, though. Um, but we still got that going on, so we'll we'll definitely fill everybody in. Um, we'll do something and shave Hayden's head. Um, <laughs> no, oh, we're gonna shave his head. Well, like those pranks, you just walk up behind him. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to do it now. Um, so compared to last year opening weekend, um, which is pretty close, but last year was ninety three thousand three fifty five. So three thousand really difference. Three thousand. Uh, difference now if you take the totality all the seasons so the archery the early antler list um the current total for all seasons together is 196,615 um 98,644 antlered bucks 16,006 button bucks and 81,965 does so that's all seasons combined which is what we were going off of um so right as of now we're pretty close to the same trajectory even where it's going to change though after tuesday is we're getting this whole extra five days of the cwd zones with gun i think you get an extra saturday don't you well for non-cwd zones we're done on tuesday yeah yeah but does it end on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. So you get you get an extra you get an extra, extra weekend. weekend. Yeah, but if yeah. you think about those five extra days, including those two extra days on the weekend, now with a gun. Yeah. You know that's where we're going to see a big incline. Is I it, think. Are they doing that because Missouri wants to lower deer populations to control CWD? Is that um, the whole idea behind that? Yeah, because at least from when we did our surveyed 
supervisor, and he was saying we're about 1.5 million deer population in Missouri, which is a good number. We don't really want it to get much higher than that. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, and obviously with CWD, there's really no way to stop it. Yes. Um, so in the counties now, were you here on the last podcast? Right? No, I wasn't. You were, but the one before that, when we talked about, um, so Brian Bartlett, the yeah. agent uh-huh. for Clay yeah, County. Yeah, we talked about that. Remember, Clay County doesn't have any confirmed cases. But it's in the management But zone. it's in Ray County, which is a connecting county, and then they draw a radius, and they're like, hey, Clay County is close enough. Let's add them in. That way we can do, we'll get testing from opening weekend. Cause if you were in a CWD zone and you shot a deer, um, the opening weekend, like you take it to the testing center. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, by adding that five days, you're shooting more deer and without the restriction, mm-hmm. the antler restriction. That makes it a lot and easier. And so you're trying to, I mean, that's kind of their way of eliminating the disease is to take deer out yep anyways everybody's got their own opinion i'm not trying to start a fight there i just am relaying what he told me um and then some of my opinions i'm not a scientist so there you go um there's way more experts than me on this subject but anyways those are the numbers um those are kind of our experiences um before we, I want to touch on a couple more things, but I think this would be a good time to give some stuff away because mm-hmm. this is uh, week six, week six, correct? Mm-hmm. Week six of our twelve weeks of Christmas holiday giveaway. Extravaganza. So halfway through, which yeah. is crazy. We're already halfway through this. I felt like we were just trying to plan like stuff we were giving away and making the list and it's going fast. All these companies and I remember email and it's like boom. We're halfway through Thanksgiving's next week, Black Friday. So this one's pretty sweet. It's a big so, giveaway. This is a pretty big giveaway. Um this one is sponsored by Avery Banded. Um so shout out to Travis Mueller who um has supported Rogers throughout the years and uh, does a great job with Avery and Banded. And he decided to throw in a wrinkle at last minute. And we were going to just do a duck giveaway. Well, we're going to do a duck and deer combo because who doesn't want more stuff? So still one winner, but... So on the deer side, this is their new, um, it's funny because I've been pronouncing it Thatcha, but I, apparently it's Taka. Okay. T-H-A-C-H-A. This is their new, um, deer hunting line. Pretty sweet. Um, in bottom lane, which is awesome. That's super popular. Sure is. Um, so we picked out some of the, the good, good, the real good stuff, their high end stuff. So, um, we've got like a full setup is what we're going to do. And this kind of goes with eventually, uh, especially in Missouri, I'm sure it'll get cold at some point, but this winter could be from anywhere and it might already be cold where you're at. We're not yet, but at some point you're going to be doing some late season deer hunting. Yes, you are. So whoever wins, 
this is going to help you out. So we've got the full system. That is the, what's that one? That's the L2. So they do a series, L1, L2, L3. So levels. Okay. L3 is the warmest. So it's kind of mid-season right That's here. a good mid-season glove. Especially, you don't want something too thick, especially rifle hunting. You want that dexterity. Awesome bottom land glove. That's the L2 bottom land glove. Um, to go with that. L3 heavy fleece beanie. L3 heavy fleece beanie. Heavy, heavy, heavy fleece beanie. He- beanie. Have peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that was almost as bad as me misspelling Halloween. That was a tiny <laughs> yeah, twister. Yeah, yeah, you're never going to outlive that one. Man. Okay, so you got your gloves, you got your beanie, and then we have the Taka L3 MH fleece jacket. Yeah. Hood, everything. Looks Keep pretty nice, warm. man. Super nice. Double zipper, too. And quiet. You can zip it up from the bottom. Yep. Super quiet, so you can be stealthy. Maybe when a little late season bow hunting. Yeah, it's quiet when you take it out of the plastic pack. It is too. I'm sorry. We gotta. We gotta. You sell know, these. we gotta keep these nice, okay? For for whoever wins. So, and then uh, to finish it off, um, you can't not have a bottom. So the L3 mid heavy fleece bib as well. So bib jacket beanie gloves. Nice amazing now whoever wins we'll get your info and we'll have to get sizing from you obviously so that's half of it that's the deer side okay as uh, as i'm grabbing this stuff you want to go over how people know if they won the code are we gonna do no it? how we draw the winners and let them know that they win just in case there's scammers out there sliding into their dms um hayden has been doing that so will you i don't want to mess it up yeah so, so you're going to get, if you win, you're going to get an email from social media at rogersportingguns.com. That's the only email that you will get a winning confirmation from. <clears throat> In that, it's just going to say basically that you got five days to respond or a new winner will be picked. Okay. And uh, in this case, it'll ask you for sizing and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we won't ever go through DMs for any social media. That includes TikTok, t- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We'll never go through social media channels. It'll always be done through an official Rogers email, and that email, once again, is social media at rogersportinggoods.com. Heck yeah. And whoever wins this, there's actually you're going to get two separate shipments. You're going to get the duck shipment and the deer shipment. Mm-hmm. It's not going to all come together, just so you know. Yep. Because we've got to make sure we get the right sizing from Avery and Banded, and then we'll – so if, it, if you don't get it all at once, that doesn't mean it's not coming. So – and you'll it's get tracking information separate, if you win. Exactly. So for the duck side, starting on my side, he, well, actually, um, this is super cool. We've done some, have we done a we video did videos on, this. on this? So yeah. this is their new um, finisher series. Um, I want to make sure I get the correct name, but the spitter. Spitter. Yeah, the spitter decoy. Um, super awesome, clean, good looking uh, decoy. Seven hour uh, runtime on single charge. Yeah, that's pretty good. So get that movement right. We all like that electronic motion decoy, self recharge, all that. So you don't have to take anything out. Yep. Um, so that's super cool. And you also get the uh, Power Hunter shoulder bag. So get you some ammo, not too bulky, but just enough get you out for a day hunt. Um, so that's super cool. Um, and you're probably wondering why we have a. 12-slot floating duck decoy bag and a dozen rigs, well, because those are to put your decoys in, which Josh is going to try to lift up here. 
Maybe. I'll hold your chair so you don't flip mm. over. Why do you do such big stuff, Patrick? All right, you got that side. Yep. So this is the ProGrade XD Mallard Harvester 12-pack. Um, we did a video a long time ago on the XDs when Aaron was here, if you that remember. That was a long time and ago. And we tried destroying these. And you have them at the store still. I still have those displays. Look just fine. A couple bumps and bruises. We literally ran these things over with the truck multiple times. You drug them behind a truck. Drug them behind a truck. Hit them with a baseball bat. Played baseball with them in that batting cage. <laughs> uh, rode them together forever trying to break them and dent them and scratch them in the paint. and um, They're super durable decoys. So you're going to get a dozen of those. You can rig them up and put them in the bag, add in that uh, motion decoy. So that's a great, that's the duck part of it. So, um, and the deer part. So let's come up with a, actually, because this is brand new, and Travis is super excited about it. Okay. This is going to be the, we do bonus words. The, yeah, the secret well, word. I know I missed last entries. week, which, uh, have we drawn the winner for that one? When does that? We just did today. You did today. Yep. And that was an awesome giveaway um, that we did, and thanks everybody for participating in week five's giveaway. So, the bonus word are the the keyword bonus word to get you extra entries free entries we still doing 100 still doing 100 100 free entries is going to be taka or thatcha but i'm going to spell it for you t h a c h a one more time t h a c h a and that is their new hunting line so if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on our website. Super sweet. Um, they've got some mid-season, the heavy stuff. There's levels of it, L1, L2, L3. But check it out. It's newer to the deer hunting side. But um, if I know anything that Bandit does and Avery, they put together a good product. So um, you need to check that out. We've got it online ready to go for everybody. So if you're looking for a new piece that may be something different, that you haven't seen before, um, check that out and we'll get it shipped out to you. Be a good Christmas gift. You get it in time. Get some of that late season hunting in. So that's a heck of a giveaway. It's over a thousand dollars altogether. That's crazy. So again, shout out to Avery and Banded and our good buddy Travis. He was just in the other day and he slipped by the store and he's like, Hey, I want to throw in some uh, deer hunting gear too. I'm like, All right. There you go. I don't think uh, our uh, our uh, everybody watching they they wouldn't mind. So no, we're throwing that in too. So why not? Um, so that'll be cool. So if, check that out again. That if you want to enter in the giveaway, go, go to our link oh, tree yeah. link. Uh, yeah. You'll find in the copy of this podcast on the bio of for sure social media platform. So yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Basically, anywhere you would think you'd find a link, yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So make sure you participate, everybody that has participated in the past week. So um, we love it, and it's been great. Make sure you tell everybody to watch this podcast and get them free entries. So mm -hmm. tell your buddies. Tell everyone. We had nearly 1,000 people who used the secret code from this last week. Wow. Just the secret code. Yeah, just just the secret code. We had To about get entries. 6,100 people total, I believe, is what we were at. That's who entered awesome. that giveaway. So. 
And some of these winners is because they've used the secret code. So it does help. When you're getting 100 free entries, oh yeah, that's a big uptick. And we're just giving them to you. You literally just, you get to watch us mess around for an hour. Or listen to us in the truck when you're driving. Yeah. What else you got going on except to listen to me? And Josh <laughs> argue and mess around. So super cool. That's awesome. Um, so obviously we're kind of in that rep phase right now. Yes. Um, um, we'll start transitioning here. Um, you know, it varies, but we'll start trans, you know, you got the pre rut, rut, post rut. So, um, I think during the rut, um, well, not everybody might know, like some of the tactics I use, obviously I'm a rattler and a grunter, um, decoys, depending on where I'm at. Um, for me, I like, uh, I like more of a, um, I'll either do a doe decoy with some estrus scent. You know, as that receptive doe during the rut, which is what they're doing, chasing does, looking for a, a doe that's receptive um, to breed. Or I'll use like a four-corn style buck. Like um, uh, we've probably sold out of them now, but we are selling that scrapper buck. Like the smaller, you know, just, uh, you know, it's not very intimidating. Yeah. And so, you know, especially rattling. And then, you know, that dominant buck's like, yeah, I can take that kid out. And so he come on over, and that's super cool too when they're working a decoy. Um, and estrus scent, obviously, in that dominant buck scent. Um, and you know, it's a little bit different. You never know where you're going to see a deer during the rut, um, especially that opening morning of gun season, and just like you might see a deer you've never seen before because they're running all over the place. Um, so I'm surprised we didn't see anything. Yeah, and it just. And that happens. There's been times where I go out and it's just like, for some reason, it's just not my day. Um, but typically, you know, like a lot of people will say it's like all day sits if you can, you know, and that's tough to do. And I've done it a couple times, but um, probably if I didn't finish all my snacks in the morning, like I would stay out there longer and you were super comfortable and just, you know, a good setup, but. I mean, it's that's a long day in a stand, so but yes, like a is. ground blind, you know, if you could kick back or something. But I mean, all day in a layout blind is long. Yeah, um, and then we're going to start transitioning right to um, that post rut, which um, you know, like December really kicks in that post rut. So what happens is though the just a few, you know, and everybody's got different tactics. Again, this is just some things that I've seen work for me, some things that other people, you know, talk about that has worked for them. So just, you know, sharing ideas, right. On maybe how to have you be successful. So, um, but a big one that most people can all agree on is feed source. So they're doing all that running, especially these bucks during the rut and they're losing calories and burning calories and they're getting worn out because they're chasing does and fighting off other males and, Right. So by the time the rut ends, post rut starts, they need to build back up their calories for the winter. It's just recovery season for them. Exactly. So getting on a food source, if you still have crops that are standing, um, if you're in a state where you can put out corn or feed, you know, they're going to want to refuel. Yep. Right. So um, those are good places to, 
to look. Also, if you want to get back and start hunting those corridors and funnels, which are always a good place too, but those bucks are going to go back to places they visited earlier in the year and made scrapes and rubs and and getting back in those funnels and places that you know they felt comfortable. So wh- I have a question about rubs uh-huh. and scrapes. So when I'm, I know nothing about deer hunting, right? Mm-hmm. So I know what a scrape is. I know what a rub is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they mean, right? When when it comes to setting up your hunt, what does that mean? So one, both are a territorial type thing, but you'll see rubs a lot. Obviously, you know the bark coming off the trees, especially when they're losing their velvet and they're rubbing and. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, you know, it's an under, I think it's an underappreciated scent to use is that preorbital gland scent, that forehead gland scent. Um, we sold out of it pretty quick. Um, Code Blue make, made one that they put on a, like a rope hmm. when they're making like scrapes and stuff, you know, in that forehead gland scent. But, um, like scrapes, obviously, are the the areas where you see it pawed away in like a licking branch or a rope. Um, but they're territorial things, especially scrapes. Like you'll hear people talk about, um, you know, you'll go in there and you'll find a scrape. And um, you put uh, some buck urine in there, some doe urine or whatever. And then... Um, the buck that was using that or other bucks, they come over and start using it. It's like, that's my area and hmm. I'm going to use that. So one, it's a key thing to look for. Cause you know, it's going to get visited that. again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean it's every day, you know? Um, but typically, and usually it's by more than one, you'll start getting it, you know, multiple deer using it because they're competing against each other. Right. Yeah, like the spot I'm going to hunt tomorrow morning, it's got like a tree line with an oak tree that's dropping big acorns too, which our our farm oh, yeah. our farm doesn't have a whole lot that's of oak awesome. trees with acorns. Yeah. But it's a whole scrape line. It's like four or five scrapes going all the yeah, way down. Yeah, so especially if you can find a scrape line, which a lot of times you'll see. So that's where it's not just one random scrape or rub. You'll like notice a mm-hmm. path, and that's like their main area that they're using so the blind that they shot their deer out of Mm -hmm. i put it there was a scrape on one side and a scrape on the other side of the blind we just set up right there so like in december when you got to switch back to archery Mm -hmm. or you know crossbow compound if you want to go out there you know brushing that blind a little bit better because you're gonna have to get a little closer and get that blind you know 20 to 40 yards away from that or maybe 40 yards, depending on what you're using, mm-hmm. um, and go back out there with some scent and refreshing up all those and get a ton of new buck scent out there. And then the bucks that were using that, especially them old bruisers late in the season, you might see them come back and be like, huh, someone been by here, you know, and he's going back to what he was doing earlier in the year. Yeah, don't be afraid to go back out there and get some scent on there and get one of them old bruisers walking around late season. So, um, But the feeding areas, obviously, is a big one. Another thing, you know, go back to those those 
skills that we all have when we're out there in the deer. So think about these deer have been hunting now since mid-September here in Missouri all the way through, and you're talking about two and a half months of pressure these deer have been under. So when you get to post-rut, really be more cautious. Be silent. Don't just go rumbling through the timber and, you know, um, so be silent. Use the wind more. Make sure you're spraying down. Make sure, you know, it's just going to help you be more successful in my opinion, right? Um, The deer have been pressured, so they've seen it all, you know, so they're more wary. So, you know, just be more cautious um, about that. Um, keep rattling, you know, maybe you're not as aggressive, but deer will still, you know, two bucks will still get together. They might just be messing around. They're not, you know, those gnarly fights you see videos and they're getting crazy and it's a long rattling sequence, but maybe you're just tinking your antlers together and just sparring a yeah, little bit, just making some noise, right? Let them know there's a deer in the area, you know, some soft grunts. You know, maybe a young buck grunt, maybe not so deep. Um, but, and they're, they're looking, you know, there's still some does that might come into estrus. You know, they call it like the second rut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of see it typically it's around that 30 days, you know, people call it the second run. It's basically an extension of the rut, um, you know, and you get some receptive does late, you know, post rut. So, um, you know, just because you see a doe, you know, you might watch out. I mean, she might be receptive, and pretty soon out, out comes a buck behind her. So um, that's something to keep. I talked about funnels and corridors, you know, getting back into that, you know, that path they're used to, that back of the property, that, you know, channel. They feel safe. Like where I shot my buck early in the year, maybe I go back to that late in the year. Um, it's a good time, you know, to get back out there. Um Sometimes it's easy to see where the deer are going too, especially if you get some snow on the ground. So um, I like it all. We got till I think it's like January fifteenth in Missouri. So plenty of ducks and ducks coming up, and yeah, obviously, uh, like we talked about, when this comes out, um, pay attention. You know, you got the Black Friday ad, and so tons of sales, and you can gear up for all this hunting we're talking about. So now's the time to get it. There's a cold front coming in. There is a cold front coming in, yeah. It's coming. Not sweating. Yeah. I'd rather dress. I don't mind a little bit of cold. I don't like it when when it's like single digits either because it is cold, especially sitting in a hang-on. Yeah. Um, But I also, 70 degrees is not ideal either, especially if you get a deer. You got to do something with it quick. Yeah. So That's what we had to do on Sunday. It's like, well, get this thing moving. I mean, I've had a pack of ice in deer before. That's what we did on Sunday. You know, until we could get it through the processor or, or do it ourselves. So it's like, gosh, dang. But I'm excited. We're both successful. Hopefully I can uh, get another one. You'll get back get after one for myself. It. We're going to get, I'm going to get back after it. I'm going to text Hayden. You getting back after it. Still <laughs> waiting for somebody to get me out on a hunt. Ooh, apprenticeship. Get you an apprenticeship. I have my hunter safety course. You okay, can just go well, buy a tag. Never mind. Go buy a tag. Go, go shoot buy a, a tag deer. and go out on public like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. Go by myself. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, gotta um, learn somehow. All right. Well, I'll figure out something. 
we'll go archery hunting. Oh, you got a, you got a bow? I do not. Well, we'll get you into that. Or muzzle loader. Yeah. Well, but after the gun season, like public, he'd have to switch to. We'll figure it out. I didn't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you should have said something earlier. I don't know what's going on either. You could have come out with me on uh, Monday when I was hunting public. Could have sat together. You don't know what I was doing Monday? I don't know. Playing the new Call of Duty. Not deer hunting. That's for sure. I was playing the new COD. Well, I was playing reality deer COD. <laughs> deer COD. So, deer COD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> modern deer COD fair. Warfare or whatever it's Three. called. Yeah. So... Hopefully everybody had a good weekend and everybody stayed safe. Um, shoot, there was a, yeah, I mean, you hear stories every year, that waterfowl story, the person that ended up passing away got shot in the face. Oh, I think somebody drowned waterfowl, in the reservoir in Missouri. But waterfowl this hunting, this was in another week. state, you know. I think there was somebody who had a boating accident in Missouri uh, last week or the week before. Dang. And they weren't wearing their life jacket. And um, I think they ended up it's not making it. So most every single time, all every these, time all these can be prevented. Wear so. your life jacket. I yeah. preach it all the time. Check it, which way your gun's pointed. Check, you know, identify what you're shooting at. Uh, yes, all the things that we've talked every, about before. All so. of the safety stuff is important, but I, I'm a yeah. real real harper on the life jacket thing because I mean, oh yeah. Can and you imagine? Well, and this ain't you're out on the lake and it's the middle of summer and you got your swim trunks on. And well, here's just, the, here's the thing: you you can't swim when you're unconscious. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just in case you bonk your head on the way out, wear your life jacket. Yeah. Save your life. Yep. So again, thanks everybody for listening. Um, don't forget that secret code earlier in the podcast for those free entries. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe this video and uh, check out our YouTube page and Instagram and Facebook and all of our social medias. And make sure you, you can go back, listen to past episodes and check them out and let us know what you think. Uh, leave some comments and uh, rate the podcast. Leave a review. Yep. Five stars only. And um, and you can listen to my funny face talk about weird stuff. So, anyways, hopefully you get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. And uh, you had a good opening weekend and um, enjoy the upcoming seasons, whatever you're doing. And if you're not into hunting, that's fine, too. Get out there in the outdoors and just walk around the lake or go fishing or do whatever, man. Go enjoy it, right? That's right. Exactly. So, until next time, peace.